It's the Y'all Show here with you. I'm John Rawl, and we're glad that you could take some time to listen to this all-Southern show as we wrap up the year here this week of the All-Dixie program. That's right. We're going to take a couple of weeks off for the holidays, let our staff here and our guests take a little breather, a much-deserved breather. We'll be back on the air with you in early January. But we got a whole week here of shows, so don't think we're heading out the door all that soon. We're going to have a great show today. We've got information coming your way from all over the South, some college football news, including with the entire bowl lineup. We'll announce that. If you haven't heard your favorite team's heading, we'll let you know that at the start of hour number two, the latest in the NFL, plus Jerry Shorts dropping by in hour two. Here in this hour of the Y'all Show, we'll start off with some headlines. Sadly, a rough couple of days in the Southeast. We had that awful shooting at Pensacola at the Naval Air Station there. We got the latest on that, plus some deadly shootings for our heroes in law enforcement to update you on shootings in arkansas texas and we also had a a terrible shooting in north alabama we'll let you know about all of that here in our headlines momentarily and other headlines coming in from across the south later this hour we've got some business news and we also have hashtag hullabaloo coming up here on today's y'all show if you want to connect to us we'd love to hear from you our number 803-816-1170 that's a number you can call at your leisure With questions, comments, suggestions, criticism, we'll take it all. 803-816-1170. And then if you want to email us here at y'all show, y-a-l-l dot com, y-a-l-l show, y'all show at y-a-l-l dot com, y'all show at y'all dot com is the way to do that. Then we've got a couple of apps that you're certainly welcome to go on and check us out and and listen to us free of charge and those are the iheart radio app the tune in radio app and the apple podcast app all free just simply log on search for y'all show look for our beautiful red logo of the y'all show and like it subscribe and you'll be all set to have the show come automatically to your phone or your ipad whatever way you get this show we appreciate you listening to it and of course share it with a friend as we hit the holiday season, we want everybody to know about the Y'all Show as we get ready to start our third year in 2020. And we're excited about that. We want you to share it with all your friends and family, even your enemies. Let them know that there's a show out there all about the South. Well, we've got a great week, as we said, lined up for you. I want to thank you again listening to us. If you're getting us on our podcast option or if you listen to us on one of our great radio stations, Thank you, thank you, thank you, and an early Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Happy New Year, whatever the case might be. Let's get into the headlines here of today's Y'all Show. And again, on Friday, we had that awful shooting in Pensacola in Escambia County, Florida. A Saudi gunman killed three people at the naval base there in Pensacola and apparently had gone on Twitter just before the shooting to blast America's support of Israel and accuse our country of being anti-Muslim. That, according to an official with the U.S., as the FBI confirmed, is operating on the assumption that this attack was an act of terrorism. And investigators are now trying to establish whether the killer, who I will not name, but a member of the Royal Saudi Air Force, acted alone or was part of a larger plot. He was killed, by the way, by an Escambia County Sheriff's deputy during the rampage at a classroom building there at Naval Air Station, Pensacola, and he was there undergoing flight training at Pensacola, and oftentimes members of foreign militaries come to Pensacola to get their flight instruction. And in this case, this guy maybe went off the rails by himself or was encouraged by his government. 
I do know that the Saudi prince and the other royal authorities from Saudi Arabia have already reached out to President Trump to say, we're sorry, we're going to take care of the victims. Please forgive us. So we'll find out if there is a connection between the three. I will tell you that, unfortunately, the three killed, the three great Americans killed, were all Southerners. We actually had a recent graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, Joshua Caleb Watson. He was from Coffee County, Alabama. That's in the Enterprise area of Alabama. And he was only 23 and an ensign in the U.S. Navy. And he was killed in this Joshua Caleb Watson. Also, Airman Mohammed Samah Haltham of St. Petersburg, Florida, only 19 years old, was killed. He just graduated from high school last year and joined the Navy and was killed at Pensacola last week. And our last victim was Airman Apprentice Cameron Scott Walters, 21 years old, of Richmond Hill, Georgia. All three died in this this tragic incident in Escambia County, Florida, where Pensacola's Naval Air Station is on Friday. And we'll have investigations ongoing here. More than 850 Saudis are in the U.S. for various training activities, by the way. And here was a guy that ended up taking the lives of these three great Americans, three great Southerners. Please keep them in our thoughts and prayers in a horrible time of year for this tragedy for anybody to have to go through. And all three of these victims, these naval personnel from the South, and we're certainly thinking of their families here in this very tough time. We also had a lot. The last couple of days were really rough for our law enforcement heroes of the Southeast. Officer Stephen Carr was ambushed and executed on Saturday outside the Fayetteville, Arkansas Police Department headquarters. That according to the chief of police there, Mike Reynolds. Reynolds said two officers ran outside after hearing gunshots behind the police department at 9.42 p.m. on Saturday and confronted an armed suspect who they shot and killed. The suspect was identified as a 35-year-old man from Fayetteville, London Phillips. But unfortunately, 27-year-old officer Stephen Carr executed just outside the police headquarters this is eerily familiar with a story that happened i think it was 2018 in biloxi mississippi where an officer there was gunned down could have been in gulfport one of those two towns right outside the police station they were shot and killed right there reynolds said phillips used a nine millimeter taurus pistol and had two boxes of, of ammunition with him in this senseless senseless killing in Fayetteville, Arkansas, over the weekend. In Houston, Texas, a police sergeant there shot and killed suspects in custody as Sergeant Christopher Brewster was killed on Saturday as well. Police officials said that the 32-year-old officer shot just before 6 p.m. on Saturday. A suspect's been charged with capital murder in the fatal shooting of this Houston police officer who was responding to a domestic violence report. The gunman, Arturo Solis was arrested without incident following a search after the shooting. Court records do not list an attorney for Solis, but list a court date today for him on the charge that he's now being held without bond. But an unfortunate situation, this police sergeant there with the Houston, Texas Police Department. And unfortunately, there was also a killing in the last couple of days in Huntsville, Alabama. And this one's really, really sad because Billy Fred Clardy Third was the son of another police officer who was killed in 1978. His father was killed in the line of duty, and now this officer, Clardy, killed in the line of duty. He was a 48-year-old husband and father of five children, and this Huntsville, Alabama police officer shot and killed on Friday night. 
Huntsville Police Chief Mark McCurry, or rather Mac Murray, Mark McMurray, was surrounded by law enforcement officers when he publicly announced the death of this fallen officer on Saturday. As he'd been an officer since 2005, he had joined the Madison Morgan County HIDTA Drug Task Force, and he also was involved in various other police duties there. But police say that he had received dozens of awards during his time with the Huntsville Police Department. Unfortunately, he was killed in the line of duty. I think he was part of a drug sting is what would happen. It was a drug investigation, part of the North Alabama Drug Task Force, and he was gunned down in that line of work on Friday. But again, Billy Fred Clardy III, the son of an officer who was killed in the line of duty in 1978. Sad, sad story. And again, happening right here at the holidays. Well, this past weekend on Saturday, we had the, what was it, the 80, 78th anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor in World War II. And we have so many of our great heroes from that greatest generation leave us every day. We have hardly any left, and we even have even less of the Pearl Harbor survivors. But about 30 of the attack victims, those who were there on December 7, 1941, made their way to Honolulu over the last couple of days. And some 2,000 members of the public joined these 30 World War II veterans to honor December 7, 1941. One man came from Michigan, 97 years old, and said being back at Pearl Harbor reminded him of those who have lost their lives, and that was Herb Elfring of Michigan going to this event. And people from all over the country coming are going all the way out to Honolulu, most of which are right at 100 years old, making that journey. I know some of the veterans, I saw this great story on CBSN the other day, get their ashes after their death, they're cremated and their ashes are placed aboard vessels like the USS Arizona, where they'll be there with their shipmates as that ship went down in the very early morning of Sunday, December 7th, 1941. And the Arizona is a grave for more than 900 men killed in that attack. And, of course, that's where the National Monument. I've not been to Hawaii. I've not been to Pearl Harbor. I'd love to make that on my wish list of one one of the places to go. Each year, nearly 2 million people visit the memorial structure above the USS Arizona there at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. And so we had a lot of great Southerners lose their life on December 7, 1941. And I don't have the exact listing of all the 30 people who made their way out this past weekend for the 78th anniversary of that unfortunate event. But I know there had to be some Southern connections there. Regardless, all these people, great Americans that were there, and we want to remember the sacrifice of those who died so many years ago. But we still have these aged survivors still with us. And thank you, gentlemen, for your service to our country back in 1941. Some conservation news to pass along to you here on the Y'all Show as groups who are very active in the conservation movement have announced they've purchased a big piece of land in Georgia that they describe as one of the largest unprotected open space parcels along the southeast Atlantic coast. The Conservation Fund and Open Space Institute announced they'd bought 16,000 acres along the Satilla River east of Woodbine, Georgia, They didn't announce how much they paid for it. The group plans to sell it within the next five years to the state of Georgia for use as a wildlife management area where people can hunt, fish, and hike. And Andrew Schock, a state director of the Conservation Fund, says it's providing a tremendous opportunity for the people of Georgia to enjoy our great outdoors. 
I'm frankly a little surprised these people are going to allow people to go in there and hunt and fish and do other things on this property inland from the coast, but not too far inland right there in the area of the coastal empire of Georgia, but a 16,000 acre purchase from the conservation fund and open space Institute. Very good job there. Again, they plan to turn that over to the state of Georgia real soon and let the Georgia people, the authorities there be in control of this great parcel of land. Well, some more state politics to get to, and we're about to get to Christmas and at Christmas and the Yule time, we, we all should get along, right? Well, it looks like the outgoing and incoming governors of the Commonwealth of, of Kentucky don't have a problem rubbing up against each other. As Matt Bevanen, he's about to leave office, and Governor-elect Andy Bashir is going to take over the reins of Kentucky. And on Saturday night, both Bevan and Bashir, they put their differences aside as they helped light Kentucky's Capitol Christmas tree. There was even a parade that ended on Capitol Avenue before the tree lighting. And these two, who have not always been the best of buddies, got together for this event because it's for the it's for the season. Tis the season. And Bashir said he's excited for the future of Kentucky. And we'll find out what happens as Bashir is going to take over as governor. Actually, that is going to happen on uh, tomorrow, December 10th. I had no idea Kentucky jump-started other states who don't get their swearing in until early January, like Mississippi. Well, in Kentucky, they don't want to wait until 2020. So Andy Mashir will be sworn in as governor of the Commonwealth tomorrow. So congratulations and an early Merry Christmas to you and to the outgoing governor, Matt Bevan, an early Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, a guy who I guess has to go back to work because he's out of a job now that he's no longer going to be the governor come Tuesday. How about this story from Brunswick, Georgia? A Georgia county there, Glenn County, has hired its first all-female fighting crew. The Glenn County Fire Rescue, they have served together in the same engine company for the past couple of weeks. Captain Elizabeth Hawkins, Sindel Tillotson, and Brianna Depp, they have been on the same 24-hour shift at Staff Engine 2 in the coastal county of Glenn County, right on the southeastern coast of Georgia and an all-female fire crew. I guess that's big news in the firefighting world, but yes, this has happened in Glenn County, Georgia, right around Brunswick. A firefighting crew that's all-female. So, that's groundbreaking news here to wrap up the 2019 edition of Y'all. Now to Tennessee, and this really affects all of our southern states. In case you're out driving the holiday season, We want you to obey the speed limits and do everything you can to stay safe. But we also want you to know that deer, not reindeer, but just regular old deer that are right here in the South year-round, you need to be on the lookout for them. They kill way too many of us. Let me also tell you, there's a reason you might see more deer here in the South. And this information comes courtesy of the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency, TWRA, But this is also going to affect anybody listening to me right now outside of Tennessee. They're wanting to know, let everybody know, to stay alert that deer are right now are in their mating season and it's coming to an end. And usually the rut, as it's called, ends around mid-December. So deer activity should be on the decline in the next couple of weeks. But until then, as you drive the highways and byways of Tennessee and the rest of the South, Take notice of any deer hanging out near roads or interstates. A lot of times, 
the spokesperson for TWRA, Barry Cross, says a lot of times people hear about driving along the sides of roads and they see a dead deer or they see deer running. There's nothing we can do about that. Nature's going to be that way. But if people are going to be driving along an area that is densely populated with deer, just be on the lookout. They're not looking out for cars, okay? They're rutting. It's mating season for deer. So be extra careful and be slowing down. And if you can, avoid driving in the nighttime hours. I know many of us just can't help it. We have to drive whenever we, when and wherever we have to go. We have to just kind of be aware. But yes, I mean, it's really scary sometimes if you're like me. You're going down the road at 55, 65 miles an hour, and there's a deer right beside the road. And it's really almost like a duel. Okay, deer, don't go in front of my car because you're going to be dead. But I'm not going to slow down and hit the brakes and and have a wreck because you might run out in front of me. I'm just taking a guess that you're actually not going to cross the road. And so just be on the lookout. That's the point of this story is to let you know rut the rut is on as mating season winds down for our deer population in the southeast well, in Texas, you can soon get your alcohol delivered just in time for Christmas, perhaps via a couple of popular apps, as Texans will have the option of ordering drinks at their holiday parties this year, as the new consumer delivery permit will allow third-party companies, which may include services like Favor or Instacart, to start making alcohol deliveries, and these will let delivery drivers bring alcohol orders right to your doorsteps companies can pick up the alcohol from businesses such as bars restaurants and liquors and stores that are licensed by the texas alcoholic beverage commission the permit was created by the senate bill 1450 in texas which was approved by the legislature in austin back in may and ultimately signed by governor greg abbott and so now you can go get your application for a new permit from the tabc as the agency expects to issue first permits to eligible applicants in the third week of this month. But yeah, how about that? How about you, your your beer and your liquor right at your doorstep, thanks to a couple of the popular apps in the, in the Lone Star State. Well, that might be welcome news to Texas native Willie Nelson, because evidently, as we told you last week on the Y'all Show, he's getting away from smoking pot. And that was a little bit of a, was that, that really couldn't be true for Willie Nelson. There's no way he was giving up pot. He's kind of the poster child for lighting it up. Well, more information's coming out. His spokesperson told the Associated Press in an email that old Willie has not given up marijuana. He's just given up smoking it. Okay, there's other ways to consume marijuana, as he's even had a song out called It's All Going to Pot. Well, he's given up the smoking part because it's been affecting his lungs. And so the 86-year-old legend sat down with a television station in the San Antonio area, KSAT, the other day, as he was there last week for two performances. And he said in an effort to better take care of himself, Willie is no longer smoking marijuana, but he started smoking cedar bark and he went from that to cigarettes to whatever. (laughs) <laughs> cedar bark what in the world would anybody smoke that for he owned actually willie you may not know this he owns a company that sells marijuana products so he said he's abused his lungs over the years breathing's a little bit more difficult so he's got to be careful and so he's given up cannabis in the smoking way but now trying it in other avenues as when he's not living in hawaii you'll find him on his bus traveling the highways and byways mostly of the south to be honest with you he's all over the place 
and he likes him some marijuana, but now going through a different avenue, not smoking it. And maybe he'll have a good time with all of the holidays and the cheer that provides with his new way of, hey, he can say, I didn't inhale. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got some business headlines from across the Southeast that we're going to get to, including John Schnatter, not the guy from Dukes of Hazard, but the Papa John's guy, the guy that was part of the controversy a few years ago. And he's one of the main, I guess, examples of the cancel culture. What's going on with Mr. Papa John's Pizza? We will let you know, and it's not good news for him. He's had a rough go of it. We'll have information on that and some Nissan news as they're doing some things that are going to affect a lot of employees of that car company right here in the South. We'll have all that in our Y'all Street Business Report after the break. Don't forget, at the end of the hour, we'll switch over to having some online fun thanks to Hashtag Hullabaloo. Stay where you are. The Y'all Show will be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Y'all talk with a Southern accent, and we want to hear your accent. Text or call 803-816-1170 with a question or a comment. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. Make sure to like the Y'all.com Facebook page and bookmark the website, Y'all.com, which has bunches of great Southern reads. And get the on-demand editions at iTunes Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and the iHeartRadio apps. Now back to the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. 
Those are the ways to get in touch with us here at the Y'all Show, where we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For your questions, comments, suggestions, criticism, we'll take it all right here on the show that's all about the South. Well, Franklin, Tennessee is the headquarters of Nissan Motor Companies in America, and they just announced from lovely Williamson County that they're making its U.S. factory and office employees take two days off without pay amid slumping sales as the company's sales in America are down 7.8% through November. Nissan says nearly all of its 21,000 American workers must take January 2nd and January 3rd off without compensation. A statement from the company says the furloughs will optimize business performance and competitiveness. All of Nissan's factories and offices in the country will be affected by the furloughs, including the North American headquarters in Franklin, which is 30 minutes roughly south of Nashville. Nissan and Infinity dealerships will remain open. They want to sell your cars, but they don't want their factory workers to be making them on the second and third days of January. Most Nissan and Infinity luxury brand models in the U.S. are in a slump right now, a big slump, including the company's top seller, the Nissan Rogue. That's the compact SUV from Nissan. Sales down on that 12.6% so far this year. So rough time for the Japanese automaker. Last summer, Nissan said it would cut 12,500 jobs or about 9% of its global workforce workforce to pair cost and turn around its business. But the news out of Franklin, not good for Nissan as they're going to have to let you if you're an employee at their various places around the south. I know they have, I think, a presence in Mississippi with a factory there and perhaps other places Two unpaid days coming your way in early January of 2020. Now to the Louisville area we go, and the founder of Papa John's Pizza has now filed a lawsuit against the ad agency that really threw him under the bus. And he's also, his wife has filed for divorce, saying the marriage is broken. All of this coming to John Schneider as he filed a lawsuit Thursday against an ad agency and its parent company, the lawsuits related to the events that led Schneider to being ousted as Papa John's chairman a few years back, and his wife also last week filed for divorce. A rough time of it. Back in July 2018, Schneider had to step down after Forbes reported that he used a racial slur, the N-word, on a May conference call in 2018 with Laundry Service. That's an ad agency that Papa John's was working with at the time. And remember, that got leaked. They were doing a a development session or something like that, and they were handling racial stuff, and he used that word, and they went out and leaked it and caused a major problem. He was using it, I think he said, in a educational way. I mean, in a, I guess a scenario is what it was supposedly have been, and this is the one of your main examples of this whole cancel culture phenomenon that's been going on the last two or three years. And now he's fighting back. Schneider has filed this lawsuit against this ad agency, Laundry Service, after they recorded that conference call without his knowledge. And there they went through a nasty period there. The lawsuit claims that a person of that agency, the CEO, Casey Wasserman, told Papa John's then CEO that he would bury the founder if the ad agency was not paid $6 million. Blackmail, perhaps extortion? Perhaps that's what's being alleged here. And separate of all this, last week, his wife, under her maiden name, M. Annette Cox, filed for divorce 
as she called the couple's marriage irretrievably broken in a petition for divorce. The couple had been married for 32 years and separated in April, according to the divorce filing. The filing also pointedly noted that Schneider is not employed. Well, no, you're not employed when you found Papa John's and then they throw you under the bus for if it was what I said it was sort of a, a leaked phone call all because of this issue of trying to walk through scenarios with, I guess, racial instances that were part of the country back in 2018 and beyond. Yeah, he's not a very happy guy. Tough time. I remember this is a fellow that was alongside Peyton Manning for several years on television selling pizza. And do you know who the current spokesperson for Papa John's Pizza is? They went from this guy and Peyton Manning to Shaquille O'Neal. Like Shaquille doesn't have 50 other products he's not trying to sell you on the television. And I think Shaquille even has a portion of the business now, if I remember that correctly. But tough times for Louisville's own John Schneider, the founder of Papa John's. But he's firing back, at least in one case, against the ad agency that kind of ruined him from a business perspective. And then his wife is firing a salvo his way with perhaps a nasty divorce coming up soon. Well, Boot Barn, have y'all been into a Boot Barn? Have you want to get, have you had the, the urge to kind of get your Western or cowboy apparel going here? This California-based workwear and lifestyle retailer currently has 250 stores across 33 states, all over the country except for in the Northeast Boot Barn. You probably have seen it as they have brought fashion from the West all the way to the Southeast and beyond. And there's a lot of great Southerners that like to dress like they're really more Western than Southern. And I reckon that's okay. I'm not really personally into the cowboy boots and the big cowboy hats, but if that's what you like to wear, and if you're a cowgirl and you want to look like you're from Oklahoma or Texas, but you live in Georgia, well, bless your heart. Well, Boot Barn is growing. I guess they're sort of like a dollar general, but they're coming in from the west to the east. And this company is expected to open at least 40 stores by the end of the fiscal year 2021. And their quarterly revenue has consistently grown in double digits over each of the last few years. And they're just going gangbusters. Boot Barn shares are up nearly 147% year to date. As their stock rallied more than 2% to close last week at $42.04 a share. So they're a publicly traded company as they're planning on doubling their store count to 500. And Western fashion, as they say, a massive retail opportunity. And you can get a part of this company if you'd like, as they're a publicly traded company. Boot Barn, check them out. And yeehaw. <laughs> and now some sad news as the inventor of a great drink, if you're into cocktails, the hand grenade that was invented in New Orleans many years ago by Earl Bernhardt. And he helped co-create this iconic cocktail, the hand grenade. And he was also the co-founder of a chain of bars in New Orleans, French Quarter. And he died Thursday at the age of 80s cause of death. At, at the age of 80, cause of death not disclosed. The frozen lime green hand grenade is a common sight along Bourbon Street. It's served in a tall-necked plastic container with a smiling hand grenade at its base. The recipe is a secret, but reportedly includes vodka, gin, and melon liquor. He also was a morning radio personality and country music disc jockey. 
that got into the bar business. The hand grenade was inspired by plastic squirt guns in the shape of hand grenades that he and his business partner, Pam Fortner, found while looking for trinkets for a St. Patrick's Day parade. And he's got a federal trademark protected, the drink name and concept. And he's tried to sue imitators, by the way. But unfortunately, the founder of the hand grenade, perhaps you've been there on New Orleans, French Quarter area, and you've been to Pat O'Brien's and other places, and you've had this iconic cocktail, the hand grenade. You can thank Earl Bernhardt for having that drink available for you to enjoy. And unfortunately, he died at the age of 80 last week. Well, that's a quick look at some of the business headlines from across the Southeast. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we'll switch over to the social media stratosphere and we'll go on to the Twitter and Instagram feeds and find you some really good stuff to share with you here on this Monday edition of the Y'all Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. (sighs) But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to, Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. I set out season's greetings To all our same old friends The tree is trimmed down in your favorite place I deck the halls with holly Build a snowman in the lane I sing jingle bells in a one-horse open sleigh But white 
Christmas makes me blue. It's the last segment of this, the first hour of y'all, the show all about the South and an early Merry Christmas to you. You might be ready to go off doing a little extra shopping. I think I've actually done for the first time in maybe my life. I think I've pretty much knocked out most of my Christmas shopping already. So I'm I'm sitting here patting me, patting myself on the back here. <laughs> well, we are the Y'all Show. We, we discover and talk about the South each and every day. We have a great time. And we are so glad that you could take some time out of your very important day to join us here on the All Southern Show. And with Christmas at the top of our head and and it's certainly something we got to be focusing in on here in a couple of weeks <laughs> because we're what uh, just over two weeks away yeah two weeks away plus what two days it'll be wednesday two weeks from wednesday is christmas day and i cannot wait for it well in the spirit of christmas on the social media world here on hashtag hullabaloo uh, we've got a tweet coming in from Casey Grover at Casey Payton 18. I wonder if that has anything to do with that Peyton Manning fella, Casey P-A-Y-T-O-N 18. As she writes, she's from Florida and moved to Missouri in a dog mom. Well, here's what Casey wrote on Twitter this week. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, the AC was running because we live in the South hashtag southern christmas well casey i know most people at one point want to have a white christmas but yeah if you're in the south especially in a place like florida you're probably not going to have a white christmas ever ever maybe maybe if you're in fernandina beach you might have a chance of having it once every 50 years and that's about as northeast florida as you can get Otherwise, you might have to go on up to Virginia. You might have to head on up into Pennsylvania and more if you want that white Christmas. And just to give you a good indicator of what we're going to be in store for in the South for this year, I have reached out to the Farmer's Almanac. Yes, the czar of all things meteorology, at least when you want to go predicting it weeks in advance. I like my weather channel but Weather Channel, not a good option for me here on this, the ninth day of December, to predict what's going to happen December 25th. But I will tell you, according to the Farmer's Almanac long-range forecast for the South over the next couple of weeks, well, first of all, this week, rainy, then sunny and cold is what's going to be happening here this week across the Southeast so get your rain jackets available, okay? But it's not going to be bitterly cold. It's just going to be what they call cold. Next week, it's going to be rainy and cold. Hey, but come December 16th through 18th across most of the south, it's going to be sunny and warm. Sunny and warm. going to feel like it's more like, I won't say June and July, but maybe May. May temperatures just before Christmas comes. But then on Christmas week, you're going to have periods of rain but it's going to be quite mild across Dixie. Christmas and Dixie, you can pull that short sleeve shirt out and wear shorts if you want to, but you need to have a light jacket available to you. And you certainly need a rain jacket because you're going to have periods of rain around Christmas. Okay. After Christmas, from the 26th of December until New Year's Eve, it's going to be a little bit cooler, but still having rainy periods across the Southeast. 
Overall, the average temperature for December, according to the farm, Farmer's Almanac, is going to be 50 degrees with four inches of precipitation for this part of the world, okay? Now, when we get into January, the long-range weather forecast for January 2020, according to the Farmer's Almanac, you're going to have rainy periods and mild temperatures that first week of January, and then it's going to get sunny, but going to get colder the second week of January. So there's your long-range weather forecast from all of us here at the Y'all Show. Bottom line, one thing, if you don't have it in your stocking already, or you want to give it to a loved one, because of this temperature drop a little bit, but not too bad, but mainly because of the rain, you might want to get somebody an umbrella for Christmas. The perfect Christmas gift, an umbrella. I'm joking to some degree, but actually, can you ever have too many umbrellas? Because if you're like me, you lose them. You absolutely lose them. And the bigger they are, the more likely you're going to lose them. Because you forget about it. You go into a restaurant, you stick it in the corner, and you forget about it. And it's it's an umbrella, okay? And if you're like me, oftentimes on rainy days, I don't carry an umbrella anymore. I just carry some kind of jacket. And just because I'm a guy, I'm not so worried about my hair. And I just like, well, I'm not going to be out in the elements that much. So if I get my hair wet, I'll just have to deal with it. And I can shake it off. I can... I can go into the bathroom and get a paper towel and, and wipe my head off if, if I have to. Ladies, I realize that's not quite the option for you. And therefore, once again, women are on the bad end of the deal when it comes to rainy days and hair. Would y'all agree? I'm not picking on you. I'm, I'm feeling sorry for you. It's, it's gotta be tough when you got that beautiful hair and then the rain comes. I wonder if, if your hair for a woman is kind of like cooking. You know, the old, and I don't think there's, it's an old myth. It's true. You don't want to bake when there's a lot of humidity in the air. I wonder if your hair is harder to fix up whenever you got a rainy day. I don't know because I have usually most of my hair is more of a military style cut. Uh, my, my top of my head's a little bit long. Probably wouldn't pass muster if we had an inspection at Camp Lejeune. <laughs> but, but it's still, for the most part, it's it's a military-inspired uh, hair, okay? You won't see me looking like Willie Nelson. And I don't know how long your hair is if you're a guy or girl, but I wonder if it how big of a deal rainy days are. Thank God for baseball caps. That's all I can say. Speaking of baseball, we've got a tweet in from Ben McDonald, the former LSU baseball star who went on to play for the Baltimore Orioles and the Milwaukee Brewers in the major leagues and won a gold medal too and he is in the baton rouge area he's a radio host down there and in his twitter profile ben mcdonald which is real ben mcdonald on twitter and he's on the sec network during college baseball season i think he was even at the college world series doing some play-by-play stuff for espn we're not often thinking of baseball here as we get close to christmas but ben mcdonald thank you for getting on twitter he is a louisiana kid and again, an LSU great. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers, by the way, the football Tigers, for being the number one team in the college football playoff. More on that coming up in just a few minutes at the start of hour two when we talk about football. Right now, we're going to talk about, we're not even going to talk about baseball with Ben McDonald. Ben is in the Christmas spirit. And in his Twitter profile, he says he wears camo. 
used to play. Now I talk about it. He's talking baseball. But he loves his camouflage, which means he's a big hunter. And he got on Twitter the other day and put a little video out as well as this message. And the message says, Christmas came early in Red Stick this year. Thanks to my people over at Realtree. And he's mentioning this because Columbus, Georgia's own Realtree Outdoors evidently has Ben McDonald either as a spokesperson or they just really like him. And so they sent him a huge box that he opened up right there on his Twitter feed. And you can see the video of him opening this gigantic box from Realtree. And he's singing Christmas in Dixie, the great Alabama Christmas song. And he's singing Christmas in Dixie. It's snowing in the pines. And he's opening that box up. And there's probably 20 different Realtree items that were all sent to him. And he is is like a kid at Christmas, on Christmas morning at the Christmas tree. Probably even happier because he got this well before Christmas. Who knows? Realtree might be hooking him up with another gift pack before December 25th. But Ben McDonald, LSU baseball great, former major leaguer, great information. And all you hunters out there, remember, we got two major apparel I'll, I'll I'll say two legendary apparel makers here in the South. Real Tree from Columbus, Georgia, and Mossy Oak out of West Point, Mississippi. Who knew that the two Goliaths of camouflage right here in this part of the world? Pretty neat stuff. That's what we like to share with you. Merry Christmas and happy hunting for all y'all out there. Thank you, Ben McDonald, for getting out on Twitter and sharing that. Kylie Cooks, let's have some food talk before we get out of here with hashtag Hullabaloo today. Kylie Cooks, at Kylie Cooks on Twitter, a Kiwi living in the U.S. of A. That means she's from New Zealand. And she's a food blogger, a wife, and a working mama to two boys. And she's also a lover of cheesecake. Well, Kylie Cooks writes on Twitter, Just like your grandmother or great Aunt Millie used to make, this traditionally southern buttermilk pie is simple to make and pleases the whole family. Hashtag pie, hashtag southern. And she's got a beautiful picture, again, of this awesome southern buttermilk pie that you can go and enjoy. And I had me a good piece of buttermilk pie back on Thanksgiving and loved it. And now you can get a buttermilk pie for yourself and others come Christmas Day. As this traditionally southern buttermilk pie that Kylie Cooks has on her website at Kylie Cooks, it's a recipe simple to make and pleases the entire family. It's got a flaky pie crust filled with a custard-like filling, and it will, according to Kylie, invoke memories of times gone by. What a lovely, lovely thing there for you to have a buttermilk pie thanks to kylie cooks look her up k-y-l-e-e cooks c-o-o-k-s and go check out the recipe for this delicious southern buttermilk pie remember one of the great things about christmas i will say this more than thanksgiving yes at thanksgiving we have our meats our turkey our dressing and maybe a sweet potato pie but a lot of times at christmas you even have more dessert options would you agree with that and and so yeah you can have the the buttermilk pie i remember red velvet cake was often something served up around christmas when i was growing up and aren't red velvet cakes just so awesome to look at yeah they taste good but they're so cool i mean cool 
<laughs> when they're made perfectly. And so, yeah, between the red velvet cakes and then myself, my favorite cake, in case y'all want to get me one for Christmas, be a great gift for me. And I'll try to do one for you too. <laughs> I'm not going to volunteer for this one. This one was a hard one to make. What's my favorite cake? A German chocolate cake. I'm talking the one that's got little coconut pieces and 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 it's it's not just a cake it's got the two different s- stuff I, I i've never made one i know from what my mama told me they're a pain in the you know what to make so but boy they taste good when they're made just right so whatever your favorite kind of cake is let us know about it here as we said at the start of the segment you can connect us here at 803-816-1170 And we'll have a little poll here as we wrap up our show here for this year of our favorite Southern Christmas cake. And uh, I'll go ahead and cast mine for German chocolate. But if you've got a better Christmas cake, we're all ears, y'all. When we come back, we're going to slice up a big old slice of sports. We'll review the weekend in sports, primarily college football. We now know the four teams in the college football playoff, and it's got a very heavy dose of Dixie in it. And we'll go rapid fire through all of the bowls. They've all been announced. We even have some coaching news. We had two, uh, no, we had three, three major schools in the South announced head coaches over the weekend. And we'll let you know about all that in our sports recap. Plus, Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, is dropping by for his holiday report. All that coming up in hour number two of this, The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CBS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. The second half of this start of the week edition of the Y'all Show as we wrap up 2019 this week. I'm John Rawl, your host, and we're so glad that you have stayed with us through the commercial break. We've got Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, joining us in the next segment. And we're going to have a great time talking Christmas with Jerry. All that to come here. Our number, 803-816-1170. Our website, y'all.com. Also, like us and share it on Facebook, who we are. On Facebook, we're y'all.com. Right now, we look back at the weekend in sports, and we'll talk a lot of football, if you don't mind. And we'll start off with NFL standings. Then we'll quickly morph into our college football talk. But thanks to what happened on Sunday in the NFL The AFC East race is going to be a good one here in the home stretch. With three games left in the regular season, the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills are in one heck of a race as the Pats have a 10 and 3 record. The Bills are 9 and 4. Both teams actually lost on Sunday and they play each other, I think, in two weeks in Foxborough, but it's going to be a great race there in the AFC East. AFC North, the Ravens have already clinched, and they are right now considered to be the best team in the NFL, as they've got Lamar Jackson. He's just off doing great things right now for the Ravens, and they have 
full control of the AFC North. The Steelers right now in a good spot from a wild card perspective. Now to the AFC South, this is a division that's really, really a great one to watch here. The Texans were embarrassed in Houston on Sunday. The Titans went all the way out to Oakland and got a big win there at the Coliseum. And those two teams have the same record, 8-5, and and they're tied upon the top of the AFC South, and they have one more date left to play before the season wraps. In the AFC West, the Chiefs have clinched that division as their 9-4 and got the big win against the Patriots on Sunday evening. The Raiders were disqualified, I believe, going forward with that loss, and Oakland is 6-7. and They lost to Tennessee there in Oakland, as we said, on Sunday. The NFC East is one crazy, crazy division. On Monday Night Football tonight, the Giants and the Eagles get together. And if the Eagles lose, it will give the Cowboys even more of an opportunity to walk away with the, the with the division. And the boys are 6-7 and seven after they lost last week on the Thursday night game. They lost that one. And now the Cowboys uh, could somehow end up winning this division because everybody else is so pathetic. In the NFC North, the Packers at 10 and 3. The Vikings are 9 and 4. That's a close race here wrapping up the year. The Bears are 7 and 6 and still have a very small chance to maybe get a wild card. It was the Bears who defeated the Cowboys last week. And in the NFC South, the Saints fell at home to the 49ers on Sunday. They've already won the division. Drew Brees and company at 10-3. and The Buccaneers have somehow slipped in front of the Carolina Panthers in the NFC South standings as the Bucs are 6-7. and Panthers, after losing to Atlanta on Sunday, 5-8. and Atlanta is 4-9 and in the standings. And the Niners have a one-game lead right now over Seattle, 11-2, and after the Niners got that big road win at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now to college football, and we know the four teams that are headed to the college football playoff, as that was announced on Sunday. You got number one seed LSU, number two seed Ohio State, three seed Clemson, number four is Oklahoma. That means that in the Peach Bowl on December 28th, LSU is going to face Oklahoma. And in the Fiesta Bowl, later that same day, December 28th, the Buckeyes and Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers get together in the desert. That's the college football playoff semifinals. And then they go on, the winners of those advance to the college football national championship in early January. The other New Year's Six Bowls, the Cotton Bowl, is going to have Memphis and Penn State getting together on December 28th. December 30th, it's the Florida Gators and Virginia together at the Orange Bowl in South Florida. The Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, Wisconsin and Oregon. And the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day features the Baylor Bears heartbreaking overtime in Arlington as they lost to Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. Georgia had it handed to them by LSU in the SEC championship. And Baylor and Georgia get together in the Sugar Bowl. The first Sugar Bowl appearance for Baylor since 1957. Congratulations to Matt Rule and everybody else there in Waco with the Sugar Bowl appearance. All right, quickly, other bowl games for all of the other teams. We've got a bowl game coming your way December 20th. That'll help things get started all the way down in the Bahamas, an area that got devastated by Dorian a few months ago. They're going to have a bowl game on the 20th of December featuring Buffalo and the Charlotte 49ers. The Frisco Bowl on December 20th, Kent State and Utah State. 
On G- December 21st, the Aztecs of San Diego State and the Chippewas of Jim McElwain's Central Michigan are going to get together for the New Mexico Bowl. The Cure Bowl will be in Orlando, Georgia Southern, and Liberty. That's December 21st, Liberty's first bowl appearance ever. Boca Raton, FAU won CUSA, their reward. They get to stay home right there at Boca Raton and play SMU on December 21st. Montgomery's Chameleon Bowl is going to feature Arkansas State and Florida International on December 21st. You also have Washington going to Las Vegas to visit and play the Boise State Broncos. The New Orleans Bowl will be December 21st. Appalachian State winners of the Sun Belt. They get to play the CUSA runner-up in UAB. The Gasparilla Bowl in St. Petersburg is going to have Marshall and UCF on December 23rd. On Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl. Malikimakimaka. Hawaii and BYU will be the opponents there on December 24th. And then after the Christmas Day events on December 26th in Shreveport, it's the Independence Bowl. The Miami Hurricanes, which finished up 6-6, six and six, they'll be going all the way to Shreveport to take on the homestanding Louisiana Tech Bulldogs from right there in Shreveport, Louisiana. On 26th December, you also have the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, the Pitt Panthers, and the Eastern Michigan Eagles. That's right around the corner from Detroit. Eastern Michigan is going to be certainly the home team in that one. The Military Bowls got UNC and Temple, and let's see, that's going to be in Annapolis, Maryland on December 27th. That's a high noon kick there from the state capital of Maryland. Pinstripe Bowl from New York's Yankee Stadium on December 27th in the mid-afternoon. Michigan State and Wake Forest. The Texas Bowl is going to be, that's in Houston, and that's going to have Texas A&M and Oklahoma State getting together on the night of December 27th. That same evening, USC and Iowa have the Holiday Bowl out in San Diego, while the Cheez-It Bowl that same evening will be Washington State and Air Force And that will be in the home of the Arizona Diamondbacks in downtown Phoenix. The Camping World Bowl, it's going to have Iowa State and Notre Dame in Orlando for that one. First Responder Bowl, Western Michigan and Western Kentucky get together for that bowl game. The Music City Bowl in Nashville, Mississippi State and Louisville will be playing on December 30th. The Red Box Bowl will be Cal in Illinois. That will be played there at Levi Stadium in California. The Belk Bowl in Charlotte on New Year's Eve is going to feature Virginia Tech and the Kentucky Wildcats. One interesting thing about the Belk Bowl, it was announced early on Sunday that Tennessee would be playing there, and something happened. Kentucky ended up going to the Belk Bowl. Tennessee, I'll tell you where they're playing in just a second, but it's the Hokies and the Wildcats, ACC-SEC match there in the Belk Bowl on New Year's Eve. Mid-afternoon on New Year's Eve, you got Arizona State and Florida State. Florida State, I wonder if they'll have Mike Norville on the sideline for that one, as he's going to be the new coach there in Tallahassee. That's the Sun Bowl, ASU-FSU. Liberty Bowl in Memphis, the Navy Midshipmen. Congratulations, anchors away. They'll be right back at Liberty Bowl, a place they lost one of their games this year. But this time, they'll be playing the Kansas State Wildcats on a New Year's mid-afternoon, New Year's Eve mid-afternoon kick. The Arizona Bowl in Tulsa, Georgia State, rather not in Tulsa, in Tucson. Georgia State Panthers and Sean Elliott will be going out to face the Wyoming Cowboys on New Year's Eve for that one. The Texas Longhorns will be in San Antonio at the Alamo Bowl, taking 
on the Utes of Utah on New Year's Eve. And then when we get to New Year's Day in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl, early game's going to feature the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines. The Outback Bowl has that other team from the state of Alabama. The Auburn Tigers and the Golden Gophers of Minnesota have a game there on New Year's Day in Tampa. Boston College in Cincinnati will be in the Birmingham Bowl on January 2nd. Also on 2-2 January, the Tennessee Vols will be in Jacksonville as they ended up getting that slot in Duval County there. And they're going to be playing the Indiana Hoosiers in the Gator Bowl. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl on January 3rd has Ohio and Nevada. The Armed Forces Bowl on January 4th is the Tulane Green Wave and Willie Fritz and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles and Jay Hobson those two teams getting together which are only about an hour apart from each other but they're going to be going all the way to fort worth for that one and finally the last game is going to be in mobile the mo the mobile lending tree bowl features the red hawks of miami ohio and the louisiana lafayette raging cajuns that game is set for january 6th and that's your bowl lineup all these teams heading all over the country for bowls here as we have that magical time of year we actually have 39 bowl games of fbs teams this year and then the national championship game so that's actually 40 total bowl games if you want to count it up that way the national championship game will be in new orleans that second monday night of the year so that's going to be looking at a calendar january 13th the teams have that semifinal game on december 28th and then they have two weeks off and then they get together on january 13th the national championship game again in new orleans this year the semifinals being played at the peach bowl in atlanta and the fiesta bowl out in glendale arizona and that's a quick look at all your bowl lineup here for 2019 and 2020 now to some coaching news before we get out of here and bring on jerry short in the next segment big news over the weekend probably the biggest news was lane kiffin after three years leading the Florida Atlantic Owls, he is going back to the SEC, this time at the University of Mississippi, as they fired Matt Luke because of the dog peeing incident. And you know what? That ended up working out pretty well, I, I would say, for Mississippi Land Shark fans. It worked out great for two reasons. Because Mississippi State ended up winning that game, they had to keep Joe Moorhead as the coach. And most MSU fans and almost all Mississippi Landshark fans will say, yeah, 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 they can have Joe Moorhead. They wanted they wanted to get rid of him deep down. But after they beat the Sharks, they were stuck with Joe Moorhead. So that worked out great in that case for Mississippi fans. But the other thing, Lane Kiffin is a move up from Matt Luke. you got to admit, he's a more exciting coach. And that's what Keith Carter, the athletic director, said when they got rid of Matt Luke. They wanted somebody who would bring in season ticket purchases someone that would be an eye opener someone that would get the program back to getting some positive attention someone that that would get them attention period and lane kiffin is just that so it will be really really a lot more exciting for mississippi fans and really sec fans to have kiffin back now the question is is he going to bring is he going to bring controversy is he going to bring maybe a death penalty (laughs) ultimately to the land sharks All will be seen, but uh, the guy is Lazarus. He has a way of bouncing back, and he's now going to be back in the SEC coaching the Sharks of the University of Mississippi. Now, Arkansas, they end up hiring a coach over the weekend. More on that in just a second. And then the other headline was the hiring at Florida State of Mike Norvell. 
as Norvell leaves Memphis and goes to FSU. Willie Taggart fired midseason. And Norvell, who did an amazing job at the University of Memphis, go Tigers, go, and got them to the Cotton Bowl this year. I didn't mention that, did I? Did I mention the Cotton Bowl in my listing of bowls? I don't remember saying it. Uh, Anyway, U of M going to the Cotton Bowl. Mike Norvell is going to end up being the new head coach at Florida State. And the Arkansas Razorbacks late on Sunday announced Sam Pittman, who's been an offensive line coach most of his career, was recently at the University of Georgia. He becomes the 34th head coach of the Razorbacks. And he's going to be back in Arkansas where he was an assistant for a while. And now the Hogs have a guy who... Let's be honest. To me, Arkansas, with all the resources there and everything they've got and the just absolute despair they've had there, Sam Pittman, really? Remember, Missouri's still open. I wonder who they're going to get. But Sam Pittman as your head coach at Arkansas? Uh, prove me prove me wrong there, Hog fans. But uh, I don't think they, they – they tried to get Lane Kiffin. I think when the Mississippi job opened up, Kiffin kind of turned his attention more toward Oxford – instead of the Ozarks. But Pittman is your new coach of the Hogs. Kiffin at the University of Mississippi and Mike Norvell, head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. And that is your weekend review of sports. When we come back, our friend Jerry Short is going to come on and hopefully bring us a little holiday cheer. And we'll have a lot of fun talking with the teller of tales from Takapola. All that ahead on the Y'all Show. Merry Christmas. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babbel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let it 
hard to prepare him room In heaven and nature sing In heaven and nature sing In heaven, heaven, nature sing Always good to hear holiday music here on the Y'all Show. And I'm John Rawl, and we're just a couple weeks away from Christmas morning and Santa Claus coming and bringing lots of toys and lots of joy. And we are now going to have our early Christmas present to all of y'all, courtesy of Takapola. As the storyteller from that lovely village where I don't know how much snow they're going to get here this year, is joining us here on the Y'all Show. It's Jerry Short from Takapola, U.S. of A. Merry Christmas and welcome into our final show of 2019 with you, sir. Well, you say, John, man, I wish you could have been in Takapola. At a Christmas parade on Pearl Harbor Day that was oh, not really? dead good for a small town. I don't know if it's a town any smaller that has a uh, floats all pulling and horses and people and people come from other towns around to observe a town of this size have a Christmas parade at night. Mm. So. That was well, a good time. Jerry, you're kind of ruining it for some of our listeners because I'm sure some people, if they haven't Googled, they probably thought Takapola was some kind of made-up place, sort of like Mayberry. And you're telling me there's really a Takapola. Uh, only one in the world, I guess, at T-O-C-C-O-P-O-L-A. I've never seen it in a dictionary or on the Internet or anywhere else. It's a Takapola Creek, but... Uh, that's about it i guess okay it's the indian name well yeah. yeah that's that's perfectly fine yeah it, it's just, it is a place it's not a very big place they really don't even you have know, their own dollar general it's way up on the highway it's not even it's in up the up little, on the highway right? it's not right there in the actual town so uh, when i was a boy it was like seven or eight stores here and you know we had grist meals and grocery stores and there's a clinic here now and there's a p- good new post office. It took the place of the Owen, which is a museum. And then we had a, a good school system, which is consolidated now, obviously, and uh, as most small towns did. And, um, you know, it's a service station or two and three or four or five churches. So, uh, and it's on the county line of two counties and not far from being on the county line of three. So hmm. it's pretty good. You know, it's, what's good is good and what's what's not. What you see is what you get, though. Well, Jerry, you so, brought up a good point that I, I mentioned the other day on this show about Christmas parades. And where I come from, which I said on the show the other day, is east of the Chattahoochee River. We kind of divide our south into a couple of different portions so I'm from, I'm from sec east country okay and the th- east. okay <laughs> sec east you know southeast conference you ever heard of the sec oh that's something to do with uh, football right yeah it's something like that and basketball and track and yeah, yeah arguably but i'm from okay. sec east country originally and i've been living most of my professional life in sec west country and so I kind of go both ways. And but growing up in SEC East Country, the idea or the even thought of having a nighttime Christmas parade was never even heard of. It's just something I've never heard of such a thing. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. We didn't have anything but 100 percent night parades. Yeah, 
every town had a night parade with about six or seven high school bands from the surrounding area and uh major college bands old miss band would come to seven eight to ten a year and uh mississippi state band also and uh junior college bands would be there and uh so yeah we had it was big deals big big deals in the uh, old days well where i'm from we had big christmas parades too but they just happened to be in the daytime they would usually be on the weekend normally on sunday afternoons and i I think they're still on well i mean let's be honest it's a little easier to put on a parade let's say in the middle of the afternoon versus at night oh i wasn't knocking it yeah but i don't you know we always um one year we even had real reindeers pulling santa oh come on now i know and then I saw that in another place, Alamogorsa, Alamogorsa, is that where it was in New Mexico at White Sands? I saw a daytime Christmas parade there one time, and it had real reindeer pulling uh, the sleigh. So uh, I've seen it in twice. I've seen it in Water Valley, and I've seen it uh, there. Okay. But a bread company put them on. It was a Harding's bread company out of Meridian, Mississippi, and I think those reindeer was with with that bread company, and they would they would enter into parades. Hmm. Well, I, I I know whether you go to a daytime Christmas parade or a nighttime Christmas parade, we want y'all to have a great time. In fact, most of these Christmas parades have actually already happened. I saw my first and maybe only one of the year a week ago tonight. I saw it. It was some places have them the first Monday, for example, of the month. And so and it was a night, yeah. The way the calendar worked this year, I would say it was what December second. So uh, yeah, last Monday. Yeah, was- I think Saturday Water Valley had a daytime one. Oh, Taco Polo had a night. Oh, so you're proving me even in a place where night parades are the norm, there still are daytime Christmas parades. They don't have night parades. Taco Polo in Oxford. It's very few towns that still have night parades in this part of the country because of crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in Grenada we had one, and it got completely out of hand, and they almost had to cancel it because people would run along. You know, they'd throw stuff, kind of like Mardi Gras, throw candy. And I know that bread company would throw those little loaves of bread, and you'd get those things. You know, they were about probably – four inches by six inches or something or a little maybe two by two and a half by four or something and you'd catch those and they have hardened bread around them and uh you know you'd, so people would run after a float that had the best stuff it was throwing the best stuff so so but they've kind of had to cut all that out i think because kids aren't kids anymore it don't seem like mm-hmm. and uh and if you're a parent you really don't let t- turn your kid loose at night i don't think and I don't know if you heard about this. This is something that I haven't even covered in our news headlines. Last week in North Carolina, a second town there, which had been putting on Christmas parades in that town for more than 100 years, the officials there canceled this year's Christmas parade because the Sons of Confederate Veterans parade float was going to be in it. And they had about 200 people said they were going to protest it. So what did the people in this town do? They just canceled the whole parade. Just shut the whole deal down and give in completely. 
Well, I don't know if the SCV group had been in this parade in years past. If they had been, they had every right to be in it. Any organization that had, I guess, permission to be in it should have been in it. But in this crazy cancel culture world we live in, they had about 200 people said that they were going to come there and protest the parade. So they just shut the whole parade down. That's not very uh, Christmassy. No, it takes takes it completely out of Christmas. And as as we open this segment, and boy, I was harassed a lot in other parts of the country for calling Santa Claus, Sanny. Did you open with Sanny or Santa? Let me rewind here. (laughs) Santa. But what, what's the problem? Santa? What's the problem with calling him Santa Claus? Isn't I used it? to say Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus right down the road. Well, know, that's the name of that song. Yeah, 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 but they don't want you properly. Uh, these proper people made fun of me of all places in South Louisiana when I was about eighteen, nineteen, for saying Santa. As he said, it was no such word as Santa. So you know, I, I assume that they. Uh, they must have been watching uh, ABC and NBC and CBS and listening really close. <laughs> I didn't know Louisiana was going to be the epitome of the Oxford English. You know, I think that's more French Cajun, but yeah. uh, but they do sometimes try to correct you. There was another one. Of course, a lot of us say police instead of police, and uh They'd get, they, I said that a couple of times and got corrected real <laughs> quick. And, uh, you know, the ambulance, too, is another one. Ambulance or ambulance or something like that, you know. And so it seemed like they were always on guard. And they always said they talked just like everybody on the national news in New Orleans talked. <laughs> so, mm. so I learned some valuable lessons on uh, pronunciation when I was down that way. Now, do they do, they do anything? What's the strangest thing for you being from above the bayou that they did in Cajun country when it came to Christmas? Uh, Fado Do's was big. What is that? Well, that's where they party all night and they have a Cajun band and call it a Fado Do, and the church usually puts it on its And, and, and it's specifically for Christmas? No, it, they do it anytime, but Christmas what? they always had one. Up and down Bayou Lafourche and Bayou Trees and all those uh, main bayous where Evangeline came from, and uh, above Morgan City and over that way. So uh, they uh, they would put a fado dough on, and uh, that's uh, keeping the babies and whoever kept the babies, and it had something to do with that. But they would always have seemed like plenty of alcohol that we didn't have in the area that I come from back in the uh, early, early 60s mm. when I first went down that way. But uh, that was one of their big ones. And another thing they did then, which I thought was really neat, uh, they would uh, build – you remember how Texas A&M used to build those bonfires for the Texas game? Yes. They do that up and down uh, the up and down the Mississippi River levees. From uh, all the way from just about south of Baton Rouge to New Orleans, and they build them up. It takes them about two or three months. They build them up really high and big, kind of like that, and they would light them so Santa Claus, Sandy or Santa Claus, could see his way in to make sure he got to all the good little girls and boys. Do you know if they and, still do that? 
you know, I hadn't been down there in so long, but I know they were still doing it uh, in the 80s. And uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's a pretty neat tradition. And it run like uh, all up and down. We, uh, we would go over there and watch them, and you could see them. It light up that whole Mississippi River. Like at when midnight? Start, uh, uh, at night, yeah. Like at midnight it, on Christmas it, night? It light them at night so that Santa Claus could find his way. And that was that was a Cajun thing that they had down there, which I always thought was pretty cool. That was about the coolest thing I thought that they had. And I don't know if they still do that now with the environment like it is and not want fire and blah and smoke and carbon and all that, even though they have a lot of oil wells and they have a lot of carbon burning off. They burn their natural gas off of those oil wells. Well, there's so a lot of petroleum factories right around that same area. And well, they call that same area you're talking about is Cancer Alley. And uh, from Donaldsonville down to uh, Laplace and on down that way, mm-hmm. uh, I think the life expectancy, all seriously, years ago when I, you know, I was in that area, and even up to later I heard, that it was about five to seven years shorter than a normal life expectancy because of all the chemicals from they have a they had a lot of fertilizer plants and a lot of Dow chemical up and down through there and then they had refineries and it was just smoking uh something burning all time if you went up and down the river. So uh they called it Cancer Alley for a long time because mm. of life expectancy on that so that wasn't too good of a christmas uh treat no no i can understand why we're talking when they burned it other it was really good we're talking with our own santa claus admirer jerry short here (laughs) our tales from dicapola we're not done with you jerry on the other side of this timeout we're going to wrap up our conversation with jerry for 2019 as the y'all show continues Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. 
Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. your heart be light. From now on, all our troubles will be out of It is the most wonderful time of year. Hello, it's the Y'all Show wrapping up this Monday edition with our Teller of Tales from Takapola. Jerry Short. As this is the show that's all about the South as we get ready for what we call here the Y'all Tide. And Jerry, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. I'm sure Santa Claus is ready to come deliver all the good stuff to your place there. Did you get inundated with presents when you were a youngster? Well, you know, um, getting into that that topic, being an only child. Yeah, my mother you answered my question. Child. You answered my yeah. question. Well, you know, and then I had one side of my family that was really tight-wise. They could have done more, but they didn't. And uh, one side gave me too much to make the other side mad, usually. So we kind of just – I every year it seemed like I got a Cocker Spaniel dog, and I, it would get killed or run over every year or two. And I'd name them Sandy or Rebel because they were always that sandy color. And then I would get a football, and I would go out uh, Christmas Day, and I would kick it till it had a hump under the bottom. It looked like a pregnancy bump till it would bust, and I'd get a new one the next year, a Wilson. $20 leather football, hey, big time. But that was about what I would get. Well, Loretta Lynn, you know, she sang about getting a new pair of shoes at Christmas. So you got a better deal getting a football, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, I was an only child. I don't think poor Loretta, she had uh, a few more to share with, I think. So uh, I was, you know, I I got a pretty good load uh, even getting two things like that. And then I'd get a few other small gifts that I would mess up some kind of way. If I saw them under the tree and get in trouble, but uh, try to ra- unwrap them pre-Christmas, you know, you know how sometimes young kids do. And it, it's hard for a young kid to wrap a present back like it was wrapped at the store. So, so I've had that happen to me with some good gifts. And one gift was even held back to the day after Christmas and after it. We had played with it, me and a friend of mine. Do what? Shame, 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 shame. I know. We played with it and had a great time. And and I wanted it. I was looking forward to it. And Christmas Day, and hey, it wasn't there. It was the next day they held it back. And I didn't say a word that I'd been the one. And we tried to wrap the package back. And we were complete failures. And uh, 
it was a, a one that made you think it would be a modern it would have been an old timey modern computer it had uh, like instead of it, it was a football game it had a light under it and you pulled it out and you put plays defense and offensive plays and you could play your partner you know and he had a score thing on his scoreboard and all that boy we was really one that you had to use you know manually it wasn't like one of those kind of they used to have the men that would run around on the 10 football field. I never did like those because it didn't seem like they'd do anything but just jump all around. But this thing I wanted, and we opened it up and played with it, and a friend said, hey, we can put this thing back together. No problem. Let's open it up. So we did it, and uh, we didn't get it back together, and I liked it, and I got that present. But I played with it for years. One of the best Christmas presents I ever had. Mm. So... Uh, Things like that, you know, and in school we'd have have thing we'd have parties at school and somebody dress up like Santa Claus and uh I know one time I I bought a friend of mine for his Christmas, I ordered it out of a book. It's it was some salve that you put in your hair called Lover's Moon and uh I had it sent to his house. So he wrapped it up and at Christmas at school, the last day of school. Christmas party in the gymnasium. Boy, he, he gave it to this other guy, and then this other guy got it, and then he was going to rub it all in this other the guy that gave it to him's hair. And the uh, the dangest fight broke out. Us trying to hold him down so the other guy that got the lover's moon could rub it in the hair. Uh, the uh, basketball coach got involved, and in that day and time, you could uh, paddle pretty convincingly. So, Coach uh, Coach Johnson, the basketball coach at the time, he um, he put a whipping on this young man that was rubbing that uh, lover's moon in the guy's hair that had given him the present that Santa Claus had brought him. He whipped him till he had uh, he had blisters that burst, and he was actually he actually had blood. And uh, he told me that he. So everybody was telling me, you can sue, and we didn't know what sue was. About 1963, I think it was in the, in the 11th grade or something. And he uh, went home and showed it to his daddy, and doggone his daddy whipped him. He said, if you got that at school, you deserved it. So, so, so the lover's moon, and then they wanted to sue us because it was supposed to have been delivered COD, but the mail left it. So he left it on that boy's porch, and and he was getting letters from attorneys. And so that lover's moon really was, uh, it was some loving moon, I'm going to tell you. Mm. But uh, anyway, that was one of the big things at Christmas in school. And and then uh, one other time we were having a Christmas party and uh, this friend of mine put some of those tacks, thumbtacks on my on my desk. I think we were in the, about the fourth grade and he put those tacks on my desk and and then the teacher came running and he rushing in and I dove in my desk and hollered, but I sat down on all those tacks and she sent us to Mr. Dave's, the principal. And he, uh, proceeded to making me put tacks down in a chair and making the boy that put the tacks in my seat sit down on them. And then he had me push him down on them. <laughs> and then he had us go to the bathroom. And he come out with a bottle of mercurcone, that red stuff. I have no idea and what you're talking about. Well, it was a medicine. It was red, and it was it was a disinfectant. But we went. To, we had to go to the bathroom, and 
he gave us some Q-tips, and he had to doctor my injuries up on my hiney with that mercurocone methylate. It could be called either one. You okay. heard methylate? Uh, yeah, we called it methylate. Okay, it could be either one. Same stuff. You remember it's red? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. it left a so stain he on had it. To, yeah, I did. And he, did, he doctored. We went back in there, and the, and the super uh, principal, he was a principal of elementary. He had to look at my spots and see if it had all been doctored properly. So uh, you just never know what's going to happen around Christmas, John. And but, I don't think you know, that kind of discipline is used anymore in schools. You know, I think you would probably run into trouble if you tried to do some I mean, of those things. I'm, I'm old enough where I got spanked many times at school, all the way up until the eighth grade, I believe, was the last time I had an official spanking from one of the principals. Now that doesn't even exist anywhere, I don't think. Well, it does if you write off. It doesn't. My grandkids go to an academy, but you have to sign off that you you agree to it at the, at the beginning of the year, school year. So you've got to agree to them being paddled. But it, they can be paddled if you agree at a, at a private school. Okay. But I doubt a public school you could do that. I don't know. Well, but, uh, there, there's being paddled in school, and then there's having thumbtacks be put down in the desk, and you sit on them, and then you have your buddy press you down on them. That's a whole other level of discipline. Well, that was fun, too, for him, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but, but not for me. And I know the lover's moon part was not much fun. Because that, that uh, coach, Coach Johnson, he really he had a paddle made out of oak that was – a good two and a half feet feet long, and he wore WR out. Ooh. And uh, so I wouldn't think that was a very good uh, – I know that one wouldn't fly today. Yeah. Uh, no way. Well, this, no way. this brings back a great conversation you, we had earlier in the year, and this is a good reminder for me here on the Y'all Show to remind all of you as a very special Christmas gift for your loved one – Give them the Y'all Show archives. It's absolutely free of charge. All you got to do is go to the y'all's on doc, y'all.com website and look for the Y'all Show. And every show we've ever done, we've done hundreds of shows now, many of which featured Jerry Short. They're free of charge. You can sit around the, the fireplace here as you get ready for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. Santa Claus. Right. And, and mix in a few Christmas tunes with past y'all shows. It's the great, greatest way to bring in Christmas 2019. But Jerry talked about being paddled a lot on a previous episode this year. So we encourage you Ooh, to go find yeah. that one if you want some more paddle talk here on the y'all show. Jerry, talking to you today has reminded me of I had to think about my most favorite present. And I, I think I found I had never I hadn't thought about this in 40 years, Jerry. But on the 40 years. 40th anniversary. You're not much older than that. <laughs> That's right. On the 40th anniversary of me receiving this gift, it just came to me what this thing was called. In 1979, when I went down, when my brother woke me up at 530 in the morning and said, hey, come downstairs. Santa Claus has been here. I went downstairs. and You had a three-wheeler. No, no. I had one of those before this year. Before this. But in 1979, I got a big track. It it was a programmable programmable electric vehicle that was something you'd tell it where you wanted it to go, and it would go, and it was all the rage. Mattel, or rather Milton Bradley, made that 
kind of game. Wait a minute now. You were from a lot higher cotton than I was from. If you got stuff like that, that's that's a good present. It was it was a hot it was the hot toy in seventy nine. Now prior to that, I got what you might have gotten one time a big wheel. That's the little yeah plastic. My kids got big wheels. Big wheels. I don't think I got a. You know, actually, I did get a bicycle one year. I need to take that back. I forgot about that. But you know, a big wheel I got for my children. You know, those things those plastic mm-hmm. with a big wheel on the front and. You sit low on the ground on the yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did get my my children got receive those. You know, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So, uh, and kids don't get to go out and play like they used to because it seems like you give kids now more stuff that's uh, you know associated with uh, some kind of video game or something like that. So they stay in where we. We couldn't wait to get outside and play with. I I couldn't wait to go kick that football and to, and see if that puppy wanted to run after you or something like that. Yeah. So well, you, you said you had dogs get killed by cocker spaniels. You get them every year because they get killed. Well, probably because you were kicking footballs in the highway. They probably weren't chasing it. What? A, <laughs> My, I hope not. But it, you never know. But the no, the that, cocker spaniel assassin we're talking with today, Jerry mm, Short. We didn't have dog laws then and dog gun. You know, in living next to the main highway, it uh, it didn't take much to lose a dog. Uh. A lot of people lost dogs, and veterinarians weren't hanging around like they do today. Well, you know that. Uh, I hate you, you lost all your different uh, dogs through the years, mostly either what you say, Sandy or Rebel. Sandy or Rebel, usually horses. I did the same thing. I named them Rebel. And I, I, I had more. I had more animals named Rebel. And you shake a stick at. Well, Jerry, you and I should be married because uh, my first dog, I named him Rebel. There you go. That's a good name. Yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's just sweet. But we wish everybody the most merry of Christmases here as we get ready for that in just about two weeks. And, of course, you got New Year's right there. Jerry, you and I will be back together that first full week in January. And until that time, we hope you and your family have a a wonderful Christmas. And we thank you for everything you've done for us here on the Y'all Show in the year 2019. Well, I'm hoping you the same. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. We better. If not, we're going to have Merry, to hang it up. We're going to have to be like Merry one of your Christmas dogs. And, and uh, hope Santa is good to you. Thank you, sir. Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takipola. Well, that concludes today's Y'all Show. Join us here on Tuesday. We're going to have our barrister of Big 12 and Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Herman's back on with us. As we're going to get his Christmas take, as well as we'll get him to walk through some of these, what I call the bottom feeder bowls. We got 15 not-so-great bowl games. I'm going to get our barrister to talk about them, plus what happened in the Big 12 championship game, too. That's all in store on the Tuesday Y'all Show. We want you to join us for that. Until that time, have a wonderful rest of your Monday. You've been listening to the show that's all about the South. This is Y'all with John Rawl.
from ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions.